Okay, I think we are live, are we? Can you hear me, brother? Yeah, I can hear you. Seems like we're live, yeah. Okay, hello, everyone. Um, we are experimenting this a bit. So uh, if this uh, is a little bit unprofessional, you'll have to forgive us, but we'll get there. And we're glad to be here today. I am uh, blessed to introduce to you, brothers and sisters, uh, Brother Conrad uh, Mirlin from Norway. Uh, the church in Spiren, Norway, uh, has been a real blessing to my life. And uh, over the last, oh, maybe 10, 12 years, Conrad and I have become uh, very good friends. And also uh, the Lord has united us in, in ministry, as many of you from the local church here know. Conrad has been here numerous times uh, over the last past few years. And uh, we're thankful that he can join live Zoom and share a word with us. So I'm going to uh, just lead us in prayer and then uh, give him the time to share the word. And I'm going to try here on the Zoom meeting to put him on speaker view then when he shares. So hopefully uh, I will disappear from your screens for a while. Let's pray together. Dear Father in heaven, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray that you would be glorified and honored in our lives. And um, we, we just thank you, Father, for how you have uh, built technology for your glory and for your honor and that we can use it here today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Conrad. Thanks. So there, brothers and sisters, it's almost two years since we last saw you when we visited Colorado in May 2018. And um, in many ways, it feels like a lifetime ago. So many things have changed uh, on so many levels, yet uh, fundamentally, and this is my good news for you today, the situation is the same. God is on the throne. The lamb paid a perfect sacrifice and the anointing of the Holy Spirit is still around. The, eye, the eyes of the Lord are still throughout the whole earth. They are in Colorado. They are in Norway. Everywhere to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless towards him. Uh, and it's easy to think that we live in extraordinary times. Uh, on the other hand, many of the experiences we have these days have been normal human experience throughout history. Lockdowns, closed borders, viruses, viruses, plagues, unemployment, economic downturn, political instability. None of these are new occurrences. Mankind have faced them regularly. Uh, I guess what is extraordinary is how little we in the West have tasted of these troubles in the last two or three generations. Uh, but for sure, in the coming months and years, we will experience them more. Yesterday, I was listening to a book uh, published in Norway in the 1980s about the Black 
plague that caused so many deaths in Europe in the 14th century. It came to Italy in the year 1347. And in many cities and countries all over Europe, one third, two thirds of the population uh, were killed only within a few months as the plague just spread throughout the continent. And it, and it really, uh, also at that time, they had to close churches, but they didn't have uh, Zoom or YouTube and this uh, wonderful technology for us to connect. So um, we, are, we can be so thankful that we have this uh, opportunity. And um, hopefully, slowly by slowly, we can start uh, again to come together. And um, I think um, many, many people will appreciate the, the fellowship uh, and meeting together more than ever before after this uh, time is over. And uh, Peter, the Apostle Peter, was well thought by the Ho Holy Spirit how to face difficulties. And he encouraged his fellow believers with these words in, um, in 1 Peter 4.12. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you, as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice insofar as you share Christ's sufferings that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. So what you uh, have, have suffered and what I have suffered now these last few weeks, are they Christ's sufferings? Or is it uh, the same sufferings common to average men and women across the globe? Uh, did you suffer because you rejected your own will and only wanted to do God's will? Or did you suffer because you had too little toilet paper? Did you suffer because you lay down your life or because your financial situation uh, became more unsecure? Uh, did you suffer because you went an extra mile or because you couldn't walk exactly where you are used to? Um, my... my um, my longing is to uh, have a mind that can rejoice when I share in, in the type of sufferings that Christ had. And, and uh, looking forward uh, to him being revealed. Because it's really only when he is revealed that the, the human condition will be uh, solved. It will solve all the all the issues that uh, we as human beings have. And um, one one um, thing that God has put strongly on my heart these last uh, couple of years, years, especially after we visited um, uh, Colorado in two thousand and eighteen are the verses in uh, Jeremiah 17 
where I will read from, from the beginning. The sin of Judah is written with a pen on, of iron, with a point of diamond. It is engraved on the tablet of their heart and on the horns of their altars. While their children remember their altars and their asherim beside every green tree and on the high hills, on the mountains, in the open country. Your wealth and all your treasures I will give for spoil as the price of your high places for sin throughout all your territory. You shall loosen your hand from your heritage that I gave to you, and I will make you serve your enemies in a land that you do not know. For in my anger a fire is kindled that shall burn forever. And then um, it's easy to read this read about this judgment that god was warning them about and thinking oh this must be because their culture had accepted uh, abortion or homosexual sins or because they had a bank industry with so much of unrighteousness or because there was so much inequality uh, in the society and things like that, or they weren't thinking, of, they were not thinking about the climate enough. But then uh, uh, in verse five, uh, Jeremiah goes on quoting the Lord himself. Thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. And if this experience we are having uh, these weeks with the coronavirus, if it, if it can help us uh, to trust men less, it will be a great blessing. If the experiences we have had uh, in the past about with disappointments, uh, of churches, of religious leaders, of uh, family members, of um, business, businesses falling apart. The more these um, experiences can teach us to uh, stop trusting in man, it will be a great blessing for us. And uh, as and it and bring it brings suffering. In, in our lives when we realize that uh, the cards we had had that we thought were so good, they basic, they are basically, uh, they counts for nothing. And, um, but it's, but the wonderful thing is that um, uh, as uh, everything around us is shaken, we get, we should, be more aware of the kingdom that God's God is giving us, a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Verse six: How is this man who trusts uh, in in man? He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell dwell in the parched places of the wilderness, and in an uninhabited salt land. And uh, you live in Colorado, so I guess all of you have seen uh, deserts. Um, and uh, it's the same uh, in, I have seen it in Israel and elsewhere. It's not 
a very attractive place to be, at least not for a long time. <coughs> uh, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. What I have realized is that it is um, the, the man that, it, that I uh, lose confidence in uh, last is myself. And it's the, the, a great danger I found in my own life is that as I uh, put less confidence in political leaders, religious leaders, even my in even church uh, brothers and sisters, it's easy to increase trust uh, in myself. But then I'm, then I'm really cursed. It's, it's the, the, the worst man to trust is really ourselves. And even, even that God wants to teach us through the crisis that we are, that we are going through now. Jesus, Jesus said, I do nothing of my own initiative. Showing how he uh, put uh, not confidence in himself when he was here on earth, but he put his confidence in his, in his heavenly father. So, who is, so how is he, the man who trusts in the Lord? Verse 7, he is blessed. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out, out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for it leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit the heart yeah the heart is deceitful about all things and desperately sick who can understand it i the lord search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways according to the fruit of his deeds so i love I love this uh, picture of um, of uh, what water uh, really can do uh, to a dry land, and um, David uses uses uh, a bit of the same illustration in um, in Psalm one hundred and thirty thirty three. This was a psalm that. Um, really spoke to me through through the last uh, Easter time. And it's a song, it says, it's a song of ascents. In Norwegian, it says, it's a song that they used when they were going to the, to the holy days. And as they were going up to Jerusalem, uh, and that's, that's obviously geographically correct because Jerusalem is on 800, 900 meters above uh, sea level. And uh, Galilee and Samaria and Galilee, at least, it's on a much lower uh, altitude. So they had to uh, go up, whether they came through the um, Jordan Valley or, or whether they came along the coastline to come to Jerusalem. And they were singing. And I pictured uh, Jesus and the disciples singing this song as they were coming towards Jerusalem. 
And uh, it says, behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Just as Norway was closing down the 12th of March, the day after we were planning to go for a brother's trip and stay, 15 brothers uh, stay together in a cottage. And it's, the, it's really one of the uh, best times of the year. We go there every, every year. But now we couldn't go. Um, but I think even in the families where brothers and sisters live, you, we can have this. Uh, we can have this uh, good and pleasant times where, uh, when we dwell together in in unity, in friendship, and in love, and uh, just. Picture in your mind for a minute, for a minute, how it was to be uh, together with Jesus, dwelling with Him in the in the tents or whatever they used as they walked uh, up to the feast in Jerusalem. It it must have been um, such a wonderful uh, experience to to be there. And uh, David was David was prophesying about this uh, wonderful life of unity in the spirit. A uh, thousand years before uh, Jesus walked on earth, and three thousand years before our time. And he, but he he um, he compared it with the the precious oil on the head running down on the beard on the beard of our Aaron running down on, on the color of his robes. And um, David himself had been anointed by Samuel, we remember. And then David had probably been uh, and seen many high priests being, or at least several high priests being anointed for the ministry. So when he wanted to use an illustration of this uh, wonderful life of, uh, of unity in, uh, in Jesus, in God, he, he chose this uh, picture to show that uh, it is indeed a really holy moment. It's not that uh, the priest or the, or the crown prince that should be anointed was ready with the with a handkerchief or a towel to to wipe away the anointing immediately but they just let the uh, anointing um run down through the face through the beard down and they, they didn't even care um to get their clothes um wet or dirty by the by the anointing by the precious oil and um, this is this is how it should be um, in in my life that I um, I need to be uh, in awe of uh, the Holy Spirit and allow it to um, I allow myself to be uh, immersed in it. Allow the Holy Spirit to uh, to fill me, 
to run through me and out of me um and uh and not and not be so um and don't be so concerned or self-conscious about uh the consequences it says in verse three um this blessed fellowship in the spirit is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of zion and it's very rarely they have rains rain in jerusalem so that was another beautiful illustration that uh, david used where um, where he compared all the rain and wonderful uh, uh, wet climate that they would have on the, the mountain of Hermon in northern Israel. Um, when they get got the same uh, climate in Jerusalem, that was really a blessing for the country. And, uh, and, he, and he ends the, the hymn or the psalm by saying, For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life uh, forevermore. So that's that's the that's the great uh, encouragement I have to give that um, life is not in the Norwegian welfare state. Life is not in the uh, the health packages that any American government can provide. Life is not in the job we currently have. Life is not in the, in the next job we would maybe get. But life is in Jesus. And uh, in, in him, we can truly uh, have peace in the midst of um, trials. But, but still... Um, these these are um, tough times for people. Uh, people, a lot of people lose their jobs. A lot of people go bankrupt, and it's good for us to um, just not. Um, I I uh, sense for myself uh, a strong um, compassion or a sorrow for many people who, who uh, really struggle and will, will be struggling in the coming months and, and years. So being, uh, being a follower of Jesus is, is not to uh, completely close ourselves uh, out of the world, but really have a heart uh, for people, think what we can do to help them, and at least... Uh, ac- allow ourselves to have uh, to carry with us some of their pain um, not in a way that not not that not that we bring it into our life so that we get uh, depressed and inactive in our Christian life or in, in our everyday life but uh, that we accept the pain in a way that where we can really have, um, uh, go go along with people and not and meet them where they are. I think that's uh, really important in the coming in the coming time. Uh, 
be- because that's also how Jesus was. And um, the greatest proof of that is that he uh, actually accepted willingly to go the way of the cross, accepted in his prime uh, time of being 33 years old to uh, be crucified. He could easily have escaped uh, that way. But because he loved you, uh, he loved the listeners of this live stream and he loved everyone who will listen to it in the future. He loved me. Um, that that will um, um, that is the great thing. And he will one day return uh, and he will uh, end not only all viruses, not only all unrighteousness, not only all uh, climate issues, not only all inequality, but he will end all sin. He will, and he will take away all tears from our eyes. One of my um, favorite uh, Christian authors is Oswald Chambers. And I was blessed recently watching a video where, um, where uh, American brother visits, visits Cairo and he, and he shows the, the graveyard where Oswald Chambers was buried. I think it was in 1917 when he was an um, army chaplain in, um, in Egypt during the First World War. And it was also a time, as you know, with widespread sicknesses and more people died of sicknesses than of actual, actual warfare. But um, he... Um, he had preached and preached and preached, and the and um, I I saw the book in Phil's house, so I guess all of you can have seen it or maybe will see it one day. It's when his wife gathered all the material that he had preached uh, throughout, uh, at least throughout their marriage, or after she started to do uh, uh, notes. Uh, it's a extremely um, comprehensive book uh, of all his messages so on his uh, on his gravestone you could easily have put bible teacher you could have put uh, church leader you could have put missionary but what was put either by his own choice or probably by his wife's choice was a believer in jesus christ and uh, how wonderful it is to uh, have this only affiliation. It's, it's the most blessed life we can have. To be a believer, uh, not in uh, specific doctrines, although doctrines are good. To be a believer, not in uh, men, although they can immensely bless us through their ministry and through their example and through their life. Uh, but be a belie- believer in Jesus Christ. That's how I want to end my life. Uh, that's how I want to live now uh, through this time of crisis. 
This is how I hope that you children listening to this message would live a believer in Jesus Christ. That's how I hope you teenagers and young people listening uh, want wants to live a believer in Jesus Christ. That's that's um, it's a blessed life, and I want to end um, my talk with a quote from Oswald Chambers. He he said, "Never limit God by remembering what you have done in the past." When you come into relation with the reality of redemption, God creates something in you that was never there before. It is the active working of the life of God in you. Consequently, you can do now what you could not do before. That's wonderful. And then he goes on to say, <clears throat> quote, Character is always revealed in crisis. There are, like we are going through now, and like he was going through during the, the First World War and other crises, at, I guess. There are lives that seem selfish and self-centered until a crisis occurs and they manifest the most disinterested concern and self-effacement. On the other hand, there are lives that appear unselfish and noble. And when the crisis comes, they are revealed as mean and despicable. In the early stages of our Christian experience, we are inclined to hunt in an overplus, overplus of delight for the commandments of our Lord in order to obey them out of our love for him. But when that, but when that conscious obedience is assimilated and we begin to <clears throat> mature in our life with God, we obey his commandments unconsciously until in the until in the maturest stage of all we are simply children of god through through whom god does his will for the most part unconsciously to us so it's um it's a quote with um, many deep truths um and excuse my bad norwegian um, accents, but still, I, th I think you could get uh, some of it. Now, throughout this uh, crisis, uh, our character will, um, will be revealed. And um, may God bless you all. Thanks for inviting me to, to uh, talk to you. I um, I, I, um, it, as you could hear, this was a, it was a salad of many things, but uh, I hope it could, um, um, I hope that the Holy Spirit will, um, will use it and remind, remind you, um, to, um, to it when you need it. Heavenly Father, We thank you for Jesus. We don't want to trust men. And the, the one person I will trust the least is myself. Give the grace, give the same grace to me 
and to all the listeners that we put no confidence in the flesh, but put all our confidence in you, Jesus. And we look forward to you being revealed. We look forward to you um, being, uh, like Peter was saying, we can rejoice and be glad when your glory is revealed. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Brother Conrad. Thank you so much for sharing that word with us. Um, and just in the closing broadcast here, my mind went to a word in Psalm 1 as you were sharing that word out of Jeremiah 17, that how blessed is the man who his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. Mm -hmm. And so that continuing abiding in Christ and bearing fruit has been a word the Lord has also been speaking to my heart. I remembered also as a just as a word of testimony to, to your message about Oswald Chambers' faithfulness and your encouragement to us. How that in Revelation, when the Lord begins to pour out his plagues on the earth, um, it, it tells us an amazing statement. It says, and even after all this, men did not repent from their sins. And the Lord has been speaking that strongly into my heart and saying, Phil, will you allow this experience along with all the other experiences to be different than the world you live in, where men will harden their hearts mm. and they will complain about the government, they'll complain about the experience in many different ways. They'll complain yeah. about losing their job or their landlords and, and, and just on and on. They, yeah. Their response to this is full of complaint. Mm. And, and that's when we complain, it's the it's a perfect uh, uh, proof that we uh, trust ourselves. Amen. Very true. And, and then the opposite of it is in Revelation 14, and throughout the book of Revelation, uh, Revelation 14 and 12, verse 12, it says, here's the perseverance of the saints who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. Yeah. And throughout the book of Revelation, you, you can read those words about yeah. the, how the saints have responded to this time yeah. of God bringing judgment on the earth and, and in living in the last days, instead of complaining, they persevere to keep the commandments of God. As someone says, they meditate on the word yeah. and they delight in it and they keep their faith in Jesus. Yeah. So that really encouraged me as you shared this word, Conrad, uh, that we can either be, uh, a tumbleweed is what we call them here in Colorado, a, a dried up shrub in the desert that eventually blows off with the wind and ends up in Kansas. 
or that's what we say. <laughs> it ends up somewhere caught on a fence. Or we can be a tree that's planted with its roots down in the water. Our faith in Jesus, our mind and our heart meditating on the word of God. Mm. And we'll flourish through this time. Instead of complaining, we will flourish and praise and exalt the Lord Jesus and mm. use it as an opportunity to share the good news of the gospel with our neighbors. Yeah. So thank you, Brother Conrad, for sharing as you did. Okay, I think uh, this will be the end of our broadcast. And I'm so happy and blessed that this worked. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> a, a new experience Thanks. for us being Thanks in the uh, and broadcasting to YouTube. But uh, I hope all your viewers were blessed with what Brother Conrad shared and just blessed with the fellowship of the saints. That's what I've been encouraged with is that through this time, though we can't physically be together, it actually opens up a new, a broader way of fellowship. I was telling Conrad, I don't think that we would actually be doing this if it weren't for the virus, but it, it prompted us to go into Zoom meetings. And I'm not a techie guy, but I'm learning and I'm being blessed by it. So God bless all of you for listening. Thank you again, Brother Conrad. And may the Lord Jesus go with us. Yes.